0: Welcome into another edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, hey, we're all good here in Atlanta. Regards to Kaepernick, where Spencer Strider should be in this pitching bullpen rotation, where is he supposed to be, and another Hawks trade potential. Hmm, we'll talk about that and more. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into another edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, asking you to head over to youtube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your browser, search us, hit the subscribe button when you find us, be a part of the community, leave us a comment, if you would, about what we're talking about, and of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page, at jmch316. We got word yesterday that Colin Kaepernick worked out for the Las Vegas Raiders. No signs or indications about whether or not they're going to sign him, this, that, and the other don't really care. What I do care about, though, is Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk and ProFootballtalk.com. Look, he's one of the leading pro football websites. I use him for a lot of resources and stuff like that. But when he starts throwing out his opinions, eh, okay, this was a tweet that he put out, I guess, at this point yesterday. Quote, Colin Kaepernick, with time to knock off the rust and prepare... Would be better than any option the Seahawks, Panthers, and Texans currently have. He'd be better than any quarterback that the Dolphins currently have. And this is the kicker for us here in Atlanta. He'd possibly win the job in Atlanta, too. Okay. Now, let me also just for reference, before all the stuff went down with Kaepernick and being out of the league and all that, before all of that, right? This is what Mike Florio said in some tweets about Colin Kaepernick, quote, when Kaepernick said he'd throw at Sherman, I didn't think he meant it literally, quote, if Kaepernick were truly great with a capital G, his team would have more tonight than zero with a capital Z, uh, quote, anyone who is surprised by the benching of Colin Kaepernick hasn't been paying close attention to the 49ers and, quote, Colin Kaepernick doing his best Brian Moorman impersonation. So wasn't exactly a big fan of him, but now all of a sudden he's – okay, so we're not going to get into that part of it. But the he'd possibly win the job in Atlanta. Um, let me help you out, Mike. As somebody in Atlanta, works for the flagship station, understands the team, we're good. We're all good. Now, look, good for Kaepernick. I hope he gets in the league and gets a chance to live his football dream. Got no issues or problems with that. We don't need him here in Atlanta. First off, what would he be here in Atlanta? What, what what exactly are you using Colin Kaepernick for? Is he a bridge to the next quarterback? What would be his long-term deal? And I understand he said he'd be a backup in this and the other. But right now, the Falcons are in a mode where somebody like Colin Kaepernick, even where he's at in his career, would make zero sense here in Atlanta okay Marcus Mariota is here to not be the guy that's probably going to be here for the next decade or like that it's one of two things with Marcus Mariota he has a relationship with Arthur Smith so the transition of going from here's our franchise guy into a potential bridge is a little bit easier because there is some familiarity and some relationship with those two guys obviously with Kaepernick there's none of that that's going on Out there, and Mariota is getting a chance to show okay, I'm still young enough. Kaepernick's 33, going to be 34 years old. Mariota's still a guy who's a little bit younger. That if for some reason you struck lightning in a bottle, you could get a few years out of him. And if you want to transition to Ritter or somebody else at that point, that's fine. But if he doesn't work out, you also drafted a quarterback this year that either you're going to give a chance to show that he can play or you may be in the quarterback sweepstakes next year, the year after, whatever like that. My point to all of this is, is that nothing about that fits what Colin Kaepernick is. Is Colin Kaepernick a better quarterback than Marcus Marietta? There's zero way to know that. That's Mike Florio bloviating, hypothesizing, whatever term you wanna use that he's just, how about this, throwing crap at a wall. I don't know if Colin Kaepernick's better, Has he had more success in his football career than Marcus Mariota? Yes, that is a definite yes. He has had more success. He's been in the Super Bowl. He's helped lead a team there. But that's Colin Kaepernick back in, you know, five, six, seven years ago or whatever. That's not Colin Kaepernick at 33, going on 34 years old in the NFL. We have no idea what he is. and. If you bring in a Colin Kaepernick, what do you bring him to do? Either if you're a coach, you think that he's going to stabilize that position for the next handful of years or not. I mean, what 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 would be his long-term upside? Three more years? So you, you drafted a guy this year that you hope can get on the field maybe in a year or so. You've got a guy that either Mariota is going to kind of sink or swim with you, but you also have a relationship with you the whole idea of that he would win the job in Atlanta doesn't hold a lot of water. Remember when I talk about the Peter King theory, right? Remember when I talk about who, by the way, is part of NBC and you know, is on Florida show. Remember when I talk about the 35,000 foot view of the Peter King theory, Peter King knows more about the NFL than all of us, right? He's got a better handle on what the pulse of the league is and taking the 35,000 foot snapshot view of what the NFL is. But here in Atlanta, I know more than what those guys know. And I'm not saying that with any due respect. I'm telling you that as working for the flagship, being around the team, talking to folks that are there every single day, you, I have a better pulse and understanding. Doesn't make me smarter than Peter King I'm just, I eat, live, breathe, drink, sleep, snort, soak in, spit up, whatever, everything Falcons. I could give two flips less about what the New York giants have, what the San Francisco 49ers are going to be, or what the dolphins may become. I couldn't care less about that. I'm more interested in, you know, is my next bowel movement going to be solid before I care about any of those other teams in the league. So I'm narrow-focused on everything that I do, and that relates into the Atlanta Falcons. And for this franchise, this would make no sense whatsoever. And there's no way to quantify the idea of he is or is not a better option than what we have in Atlanta. When you weigh all of the other things, okay, let me help you all out. And I hope Mike Florio is watching this, which he probably is. And thanks for subscribing, Mike, to, to our channel on YouTube but I guarantee you there's nothing upside or that would make sense about Colin Kaepernick being here in Atlanta. There's nothing about it from a PR or football perspective that makes any sense to bring Kaepernick in to this franchise. All right. When we get back, what is the best role for Spencer Strider as he picks up a win last night still looks great, but it's probably not where you would like to see him It's hitting hard with John Chukri on unlocked on sports Atlanta. Welcome back into and Hard with John Shuck. here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We're asking you to head over to youtube.com. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Be a part of our ever-growing community, over 1,400 strong and growing every day. Also, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. Well, another good win for the Braves. They're going to go for dare I say it, three in a row, something that they haven't done all year long as they take on the Philadelphia Phillies in this little four-game series finale before the Marlins come in for a Memorial Day weekend. And last night in the game, Spencer Strider, who's been certainly one of the great stories for the Atlanta Braves this year, picked up the victory two and two-thirds innings last night, had five strikeouts. So of the eight outs that he got, five of them were via no contact. Now, on the season, Strider's been... Terrific for this team. 1-1, one and one, 2.22 ERAs, pitched in 11 games, 24 and a third inning, 37 strikeouts with 11 walks. He's got a 13.7 strikeouts per nine inning, and he's a 3.36 strikeouts to walk ratio. No doubt about it. He's been a phenomenon, and he's got a lot of people buzzing, right? Obviously, the talk is, especially given the fact that Tucker Davison just had a rough start and his only second start this year as the fifth starter for the Braves, people are asking the question, what's the better spot for Spencer Strider? Let's put him in the five spot. Is he better in relief and things like that? I'm here to tell you that, what do we say again? Don't get caught up in being a prisoner of the moment. I know he's got great stuff and things like that, but he's better right now where he's at. Here's why I say this, a couple of things. One is the reason we're even talking about fifth starters is because the way the schedule is played out, right? The very beginning of the year, you had 14 games in 14 days, the very start of the season. The Braves right now are in a stretch of 17 games in 17 days. So you're needing a fifth starter right now because you're not going to have any time off and things like that. So I get it. But when you talk about relievers and putting them into a starting position, You're talking about stretching out differently, getting yourself ready differently, preparing mentally different, and all that kind of stuff. And when you look at how often a fifth starter needs to start in your rotation, it's certainly not nearly as much as your top one, two, three guys need to be out there. Why not just leave Strider where he's at? He's filling a role. When you look at the injuries to Luke Jackson and you look at the injuries to Tyler Matzik, his best role right now is what he's doing. He's more valuable to bridge from my starter to my closer than pretty much any guy that you've got. He's filling that Luke Jackson, Tyler Matzik role that you need right now. And the fact that he gets so many outs without contact, he can come in, warm up, do his thing like a reliever, and just keep on trucking. That every day to every other day type of pitching situation for Strider is more valuable than Well, every fifth day or so, it becomes I get a start out of them or what have you. You know, by and large, the brave starting pitching has not been their problem. Bumps in the road early on, but, you know, Charlie Morton, while not great last night, he's pitched really well this month. He's gotten back on track. Freed's been terrific for this team. Anderson's been really good. Kyle Wright may be your best or most consistent starter that you have right there. I don't look at starting pitching as being that big of a deal. And especially when we're at the point of saying, well, what about my fifth starter? Uh, okay. You know, until a few decades ago, there was no such thing as a fifth starter in Major League Baseball. So I don't get hung up on that particular facet of, the baseball roster is who's my fifth starter. The other part is why can't you give Tucker Davidson some more time? He said two start what, what's Tucker Davidson had seven starts or somewhere. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but seven starts in his career. Got to give these guys a little bit of time because what's going to happen to so, start. I mean, so Strider goes out, starts, gets banged around. Oh, we got to change it up. All that. I understand we're prisoners in the moment. Like everything else we've talked about on the show, you know, we get caught up in that immediacy of this, that, and the other. And I understand that, but Strider right now, his role is invaluable to what the Braves need. When you look at injuries and you look at where this team is at, he fits a perfect role for them. And look, maybe his future is to be a starter at some point. Maybe, And maybe, you know, depending on if the Braves lock up early they get way back behind and they're just kind of playing catch up. Maybe there is a point at which Strider becomes a starter, but understand that once you convert him over to starter, you have to give him a chance to stay there. It can't be the knee jerk reaction. And and that's why people are asking for Strider. Now Strider's not taking a start over Max Fried or Ian Anderson or Kyle Wright or Charlie Morton right now. So that's four guys that he's not taking a start over. So he's only taking a start over one guy and that's a Tucker Davidson. And you're not really worried about being six pitchers and all that kind of stuff right now. We're not, we're not doing that. We're not in the middle of double headers and all that kind of stuff. You know, you get in a stretch where you got a whole bunch of double headers. We can talk about something like that. But for right now, just because it's 17 games in 17 days, doesn't mean I need a sixth guy to go out there and start, which really hampers your ability as to how often you use Strider at that point. So he's in a perfect spot right now and he's got great stuff. Yes, there may be a time down the road that we get into talking about, okay, Spencer Strider and his 100-mile-plus you know, stuff is going to get a chance. But once you put him in there, you better be willing to ride it out and, and let him stay in that role because getting ready and stretching out. I know we just think that the guys pick up a baseball and you start throwing it and you start throwing it hard, and it's not. It's the physical and mental preparation of – coming right out of the gate and starting versus I'm um, coming in. Some guys thrive in that role of coming in in relief. You know, you're, 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 you know, you're not pitching in a full windup and you know, you're, you're all these different things that just sort of make it easier for some guys. And some guys need that ability to go out there and just get full warmups and I'm going to, you know, get a full windup. And, you know, I mean, it's different for guys. So I hope, and I don't think that there's a reason that the Braves are going to do this, but I think the Braves right now, and really probably injury more than anything that is dictating this, that Spencer Strider is in the right spot for him right now. And you saw last night, you know, if you get in a situation where a Morton or somebody doesn't have a great start, he's a guy that can give you multiple innings. I understand we've done a couple of those, what's the term, openers, you know, with Jesse Chavez, but right now, you're not really having to worry about that because now you've got Tucker Davidson that you're going to give a shot to. So I'm not for the idea of, and and that's, I know what some people are going to say is, well, we can flip him back and forth. It's just not that easy. It's just not that easy to go in there and flip him back and forth. One day he starts, the next week he relieves, and the next week after that, he gets a spot start. or you, You can't do that. You have to define his role and keep him in that. And right now, the Braves are paying dividends to it. Maybe they get Luke back. Maybe they get Matzik back. Maybe we get toward the end of the year. Maybe we look at, you know, if the Braves maybe aren't in the playoff hunt or if the Braves have way clinched the division, we can have those conversations down the road. But for right now, Strider's in the perfect spot, doing the perfect thing that the Braves need. When we come back, um, again, another Hawks trade that I don't know how this is going to happen or if it should happen. We'll talk about that next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We'll be back. Back with you on hitting Hard with John Shuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta, asking you to head over to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your browser there, find our page, and of course, subscribe to it. Leave us a comment, tell us what you think as well, and of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. Look, we know the Hawks are in a mode of we've got to get ourselves a big-time player. Obviously, a big-time score would be ideal, and it'd be great to think about two-way players and all that kind of stuff, but uh, again, when we start scouring the list of available players, by the way, did you notice that uh, did you see the story about how it sounds like the Brooklyn Nets aren't going to extend and make an offer to Kyrie Irving? Okay, anyway, we talked about that a few weeks ago. We're always remember we're ahead of the, everything on this uh, particular show. But anyway, so, Recently, you know, one of the the big free agent names that's going to be out there in the marketplace is Zach Levine of the Chicago Bulls. NBC Sports Chicago's Casey Johnson recently put out um, on a tweet saying that the Bulls were, him, I should say, Levine re-signing with the Bulls in free agency was, quote, no longer considered the slam dunk it once was. Okay, now, also too, for purposes, and, and this is why... I don't necessarily buy into all of this, so we'll, we'll let's set that up first before we talk about this potential trade and things like that. Why I don't believe it? Number one, Levine said that he was going to when when he ended the season he was going to explore all of his options. So why wouldn't you? If you're going to be a free agent with massive money attached to it, you have to explore all your options, right? I mean that's that's what you have to do because you may get a, you may end up with a team that you can't say no to or. You can figure out all the money and stuff like that, but that that's that's one thing. So we already said that he was probably going to look at that. Um, the other thing is that the Bulls have bird rights to him. So when we're talking about the money that he can get, the difference between a full max with the with another team besides Chicago, his full max with another team would be one hundred fifty-seven million three hundred eighty thousand dollars. One fifty, let's call it one fifty-seven point four. Okay. The Bulls can offer him $212.3 million. So that's what, $55 million more that he can get from the Bulls? Okay. Now, they're not going to let him walk. They're going to do a sign and trade if if they do move on from him. But the Bulls can offer him because of bird rights more than anything. The other part of this too, is he had his off season surgery. Remember we told you a week or two ago about the idea that he was working with the bulls doctors to get this done and lined up and figured out, and he's going to follow their rehab plan. So he's, the bulls even went out to his surgery and met with him and all that kind of stuff. So I don't truthfully buy the idea that he's going to become available, but he is certainly when you talk about free agency, which it would be easy to say that it's just free agent money, but the Bulls are not letting him walk. They're they're gonna sign if 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 we're gonna lose Zach Levine, they're gonna sign and trade him. They're gonna work out a deal with a team that they sign and trade him. Now, for context, he is an all-star player. Last year averaged 24.4 points per game four and a half uh, assists per game, 4.6 rebounds per game. And there's no doubt at 26 years old that he's coming in to the prime years uh, of his career. You know, if you look the last four years, he's averaged anywhere from 23.7 to 27.4 points per game. He's really starting to flourish, and especially now that he's come out of Chicago. I don't think the Bulls would be smart at all to let him go, even if they gave up in, in a trade. But this is what is being proposed out there. That's um, could, could be something that the, the Hawks get themselves in. And this is a package that is being floated out there by, for instance, Jake Fisher on Bleacher Report. The Hawks would get Zach Levine, and in return, they would give up, are you ready? John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, and a first round, or potentially that other draft pick that they have that is first round protected. So at a minimum, Collins, Hunter, and a first-round draft pick. Now, I said on, I think I said here, I've said on my radio show, I know, you know, there are a couple of guys that uh, I don't necessarily want to immediately move on from. DeAndre Hunter is one of those guys. I understand if I'm talking about trading the idea of Hunter for Zach Levine, okay, but this gets back to, yes, we add a high-caliber player in Zach Levine, but I'm giving up a whole bunch to get that versus I just signed Zach Levine as a free agent and he comes to my team and now I've got an all-star player along with all of the guys that I already have. To me, that trade doesn't make a whole lot of sense. As much as I would love to have Zach Levine, if I'm not signing him in free agents and I have to sign and trade, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Just the numbers don't add up to do all of that. I give away to get, okay, and I'm not saying that I'm I'm not willing to give up something to get a player like that, but I'm giving up two of my starters to get one back. And it just doesn't seem like like equity is there for all of that. If I'm not gonna sign him as a free agent, why am I giving up a whole bunch of pieces? Well, the reason you're giving up a whole bunch of pieces is because the Bulls aren't just gonna let him arbitrarily walk. They're gonna they're gonna work a deal with with a team to do it, even as an unrestricted free agent, you're going to work a deal to to try to keep him and sign him and trade him. Same thing happened with Joe Johnson, right? I mean, that's how Joe Johnson, Joe Johnson wasn't a free agent that came to the Hawks. He was a sign and trade deal and he got a max money. and, And look, when you're talking about $55 million, okay, that ain't just a hamburger and fries and a Big Mac and a Coke at McDonald's. 55 million is the difference between the bird rights that the bulls can pay him and what somebody else can pay him. And not that a hundred and you know, whatever 50, what do we say? $57.4 million is chump change or anything like that. But let me tell you what that ain't that ain't 212.3. And so this idea that Zach Levine, that's why I said, why would the bulls give up on a guy that's in the prime of his career, that's helped turn my franchise around, made me a better team this last year than the Hawks. Why would I give up on a guy like that? And and again, you can say, well, he doesn't want to be. There's been no indication that says that he doesn't want to be there. It's all rumor and innuendo. And I understand, look, it's coming from a guy who's in Chicago and things like that. But how often do those guys just arbitrarily leave? unless you hear something about the idea of there's bad blood or there's disagreement with the coach or player or whatever like that. You know, for instance, we heard with Deandre, uh, with, um, sorry, Deandre Ayton, that, uh, you know, there's been some internal issue. Well, we know there's been internal issues because that's why he didn't play very much in the, in their finale against the the, the Mavericks, right? Monty Williams came out their head coach and said, Yeah, you know, it was internal reasons why I only played 17 minutes or whatever like that. And we've heard reports about he may want out. And said, so there's, so, That's different. We're getting reports of all of that. But the idea that Zach Levine is ready to get out of Chicago hasn't been there, especially after he just came out and said, yeah, I'm going to explore, but I'm also working with the Bulls on my rehab and my surgery and injury and all that kind of stuff. Like he didn't just go out and fly out to some vagabond or whatever like that doctor, you know, Dr. Vinnie Boombats and just get himself a surgery scheduled, you know, on a whim or whatever like that. The Bulls were involved in all of that. So I don't like the trade. I love the idea of, okay, if I can get him here for another $150 million, yeah, it's going to blow up your cap and you're going to put yourself well into the luxury tax, which, hey, listen, Tony Wrestler said, we're not afraid to put our foot in that water. We'll do what we have to do. Okay, I'd love to have Zach Levine, just the individual as a player, but if I pay him max money and I've had to give up some of my assets for it, to me, that just doesn't have a whole lot of sense attached to all of it. So we'll see what it happens, but we're going to continue to watch these potential trades for the Atlanta Hawks. All right, we thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Thanks for making Hitting Hard with John Trucker your first listen. Don't forget, make A to Z with Mark Zeno your second listen daily as Mark Zeno is back and in Atlanta, given his takes. Takes that you know that you know may frustrate you and tick you off at times, but you certainly know that you want to hear him. He's talking all things Atlanta sports. He is free and available on our Locked On Sports Atlanta YouTube page and on all of your free and available podcast platforms as well. So check out A to Z with Mark Zeno. Follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We will be back with you tomorrow. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, on Locked On Sports Atlanta.